the eight pallet, eight ball, eight, eight pallet, eight screen machine. The advantage is you can print in one station. It can go under a flash, and you can have somebody else printing opposite you. Yeah, all heads down. It, so yeah. yeah, all heads down. Kind of, so it's all cool. You know, it's like a it's, get is heading towards an auto. Welcome to the latest season of the Aussie Screen Printing Club, the podcast that's all about the commercial end of screen printing. I'm Nick from Artsu in uh, North Narrabeen in Sydney. We're predominantly screen printers and decorators, um, as well as we have a design, we do design as well. Um, yeah, basically a, a smaller hand printing um, company in, on the northern beaches in Narrabeen in Sydney. Nice. And you, but you run your own brand as well. Is that what yeah, doing? we do. We run our own brand as well, which, um, which is up and down. It's kind of um, something that we've um, just kind of steered away a little bit more from in the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, it's, we, we've got that as on the side as well, which on the side, well, it's kind of a bit of what we do, but a lot of what we do is printing for, for brands and bands and, and everybody else who walks in the door and needs something done basically. Yeah. Right. And so did, did you start out with a brand? What got you going? Yeah. So I started, I started out as a printer in, um, would have been in the late nineties. I started working for Brookvale for a company in Brookvale. Um, where we, we were predominantly printing a lot of Taronga Zoo's shirts, which were yep. um, mainly panel done. So a lot of panel T-shirts, which would go, we'd do these great big snakes that would kind of come around around the shoulders. So we'd cut the panels as one piece so there'd be no seams on the shoulders and we'd print them all as one piece and then they'd be sewn after so the print wow. panels. But things like snakes that would come around the shoulders and tigers that would go up around tiger paws that would go up over to the back and those kinds of things and they're all this was all hand this all on hand machines on an eight color hand machine um and the prints are all kind of at least a two kind of size as big wow. as as big as the boards basically that we could fit on the screen so um that's kind of where i started and i was working for that company for maybe five or six years before um and that company ended up moving over to um over to petersham and um once that moved to petersham i worked for them for another year or two and then took another job in brookvale as a pad printer um which was interesting but at the same time it kind of was fairly mind-numbing to be honest, it was kind of, we were printing, it wasn't, I wouldn't say mind knowing, but it was, it just didn't challenge me at all. We were printing a lot of golf balls and sitting there kind of putting a golf ball in, putting your foot on a switch for eight hours a day, just really didn't, didn't uh, fill me with much. So, yeah. So then um, I guess from learning, learning from, from being a screen printer, that next kind of step was then to start, to start my own label slowly because I had the skills to do it and also had the knowledge because because we'd been working I've been doing the work with Taronga Zoo and the garments that we'd make for them which were while they were t-shirts they were kind of you learnt 
you got to learn about the patterns and the making and the manufacturing of the shirts. So it kind of um, led me into getting interested in the manufacturing of, of clothes as well. So um, led me down the, the path of doing pattern making and learning how to cut and do grading wow, um, okay. as well. So, but um, yeah, so I kind of started, I started the Artsy label in about, would have been about 2005. Um, and then while that was, while I'd started that, I was still working in Brookvale for the pad printers. And after about, I think it was about eight or nine months, I just went, I can't do this anymore and went out and started, just went full-time on the Artsu label. And, um, yeah, that's, and bought a bunch of, bought a bunch of equipment, um, for, I think I was started on a four color, one board carousel. Um, so one pallet, four, sorry, four color, one pallet carousel and a little, a little dryer that I'd, um, that I'd bought, which is, you kind of had to put the shirts through, uh, three times to get them to, to cure. But uh, <laughs> so I run to the back quickly, put it through again while it's still hot. But, um, yeah, so that, and then went into, went into the fashion side of it as well. So we were, I was kind of selling to around 20 or 30 stores throughout Australia and a bit in New Zealand. And, um, you were actually making stores. the clothes as well. Yeah, so a lot of them we'd make. I'd send, I'd, I'd have a lot of them made. Like I'd make a lot of the samples and then we'd send, once we had the samples and the patterns and all the grading done, I'd send them to makers in Sydney to get wow. the production done. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, it was great to kind of, it was a lot of fun and it was great to learn that side of it, but it quickly became evident that it wasn't, it was, it was really hard financially. Because mm. a lot of the, a lot of the stores that you're selling to, um, the smaller boutiques and they want to be on the 30 days and 30 day stretches to 60 days. Whereas you've got to pay your makers up front. So mm. there's kind of, um, yeah, unless you've got a lot of backing there. I think you kind of see a lot of, quite a lot of fashion labels go under for those reasons. Mm. But, um, but we still get the t-shirts a bit going, but then I started taking on design work and going into printing for other people after a couple of years. And it's kind of, it, it's kind of a, um, it's a different game because you can set your own rules as far as you can set your own terms and, mm. and how you want to run it and how you want to get paid, I guess. It's kind of... And presumably I, you didn't manufacture the garments for the, that market. You you purchased from other people. Uh, so, that'd be, so that became more of a purchase. There was some stuff that, that I'd be still making for people, um, mm. special like specialised stuff. We do, I remember doing a, a running suit Things that like, I get promotional companies coming to me and doing things that we did a running suit for Matt Shervington after, which was built on the, uh, which was designed on the Kathy, the Kathy Freeman running suit that she wore in the 2000 Olympics. I think he was doing a race when he was working for Nova. So jobs like that had come to me because we, because we had the ability to make the running suit and print it and just, they'd give me a sketch and we just kind of do the whole thing. So, but, um, not a lot. I, I don't know. I've kind of steered away from a lot of that kind of stuff. Well, it's fun. It's time consuming, but now I kind of juggle my time more with other things and printing. So it's kind of, yeah. And you, 
just to go back to the clothing brand for a second, what was the idea yeah. behind the brand in terms of, because the designs are pretty wild. I really like them. They're very earthy. Yeah. Yeah, what was yeah. the kind of idea behind them? Um, I think it was, like, I think I, I, like I started it initially because I didn't, I didn't see anything that I wanted to wear in shops. So it's kind of like, they're all kind of um, ideas that, that come to me and whether or not they're interpretations from other artwork. Like I think I'm, I'm trying to remember what we've got online at the moment, but yeah, there's, there's a few, this sketch t-shirts that we've got on there. There's a, a bit of a take on the dark side of the moon t-shirt from um, Pink Floyd. I've always, I've always been a, you know, a big music fan and been into bands. So music's kind of played a, played a big part of, of where the influence for the, for the labels have always come from, but I, I like to kind of follow, I used to like to follow a bit of a story when I put collections together. And these are back in the days where, I mean, fashion, that side of, that side of the, of the rag trades, it's like it's changed so much now with fast fashion and the way things can produce, can be produced so quickly. Mm. Um, and they're basically sold. As soon as it goes online, it's for sale. Whereas back in those, and this is, this is almost pre-internet, so we'd go and I'd make a collection of samples. There might be there might be thirty pieces in a collection. I'd go and show it to shops. We'd do showings um, all around Australia, and then they'd put orders in and expect the orders, expect the delivery of everything six months like six months ahead or so six months down the track. So we'd wow. take orders in March for September deliveries, but now it's and even clients that I've got who are running labels as well, they're taking they're taking orders on the first of the month, and their their retail customers are expecting delivery three weeks later. Yeah, finished, wow. you know, finished order. So I think the turnaround time now has just increased so much. I mean, I guess I guess it's had to. It's 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 different because a lot of the labels that we work with now. Uh, we're using ready-made garments, so we're using gar we're using we can order them and they'll be here within a couple of days. So mm -hmm. the difference with the the Artsu label is we st and still still the garments that we make now, everything's made in Australia, and I don't hold oh, a lot man. of stock, so yeah, it's all okay. it's all manufactured here in Sydney and and, and garment dyed and and printed and hand printed here. So it's kind of the turnaround time. To get, say, to get 100 t-shirts made in Marrickville for a, for a run, you're looking at two, two or three weeks. Then to get it in the in the line to, to actually find a die house now is hard work, but there's mm. still a couple left. But to get that in the line for that, there's another week in that. Um, so you can turn it around quickly, but you kind of, it's where we used to be we gather as many orders. We go out and sell for all of March, all of March and April, and you get as many orders in it as you can, and then you'd make a one big production. Now it seems to be more um, turn around quickly, just keep it kind of, keep it kind of coming. So, so yeah. where would you buy most of your garments now? What wholesaler would you go to? I'd say probably, probably 90% of what we what we resell through um, Artsu is from AS Color, basically. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few customers who'll want something maybe from Stella Stanley or um, 
trying to think who else from Continental. So OCC, we get a little bit of stuff th through them, but mm. predominantly AS color basically. Yeah, and mm. we cut it, and and I tend to steer, I tend to steer our customers to AS color as well, um, just because the products are reliable, yeah. the cotton's good, um, they're ethically made, as ethically made as ethically made t-shirts can be. Um, yep. Yeah, and they, they they seem to last. They don't shrink. And they, they, a lot of the cottons seem to work with discharge. Um, some of them obviously won't, and they, mm. but they seem to work with most of the inks. We've only had a couple of problems here and there with reds and greens, occasionally where inks just doesn't take to the T-shirt, basically. Yeah. Are you doing quite a bit of discharge and water base? Is that what you predominantly print? Yeah, I, I went through a stage where I was doing quite a bit of discharge and water base. Um, at the moment, we're using more plastisols, and if somebody if somebody asks for discharge, then we'll definitely do it. Um, anything pretty much that we print with that of the art suit, so the label stuff is all discharged, mm, um, yeah. unless it's on um, unless it's on like the um, the acid wash t-shirts because you can't discharge an acid wash. Basically, it's a different dye process, so it's a reactive. It's not a reactive dye, mm. um, but. Yeah, so we do we do use a bit of discharge, but I've had I've had issues with a few of the different discharges that we use of washing out, um, whether or not they're not penetrating the, the fabric enough, and they're sitting on top where it, they'll go white, and maybe the ink's gone off and it'll and it'll set off white, but then after a wash or wash out, you're just left with the shadow. So yeah. it's a it's a little bit of it's a little bit of trial and error when it comes to discharge, especially with the different brands. Um, what brands of ink do you use across, you know, plastisol and water-based? Um, we've got, because we're in Narromade, we've got um, Permacet is in Brookvale. So that's that just makes it really easy to be able to go down, get whatever we get whatever we need. So all the water-based stuff is Permacet that we use. Yep. Um, and then predominantly the, the plastisol is Rutland. Because we're buying through Leapfrog, yep. who, who who were in Brookvale, so that was that was uh, convenient as well. Because if I needed something, I just, I just duck down the road and get it. And That's super kind of handy. Yeah, yeah, they've moved a bit. Good. So it's Shane at Leapfrog. Yeah, yeah. Shane's. Yeah. yeah. So He's Shane, and Shane always looks after us too. I've known him for yeah. years. So, um, yeah. yeah, they're in Marrickville. But once again, if I order something in the morning. It's here by the afternoon with the courier. It'll it'll come the same day. So, nice. it's, um, yeah, no, they it's seemed, they seem to work well. We use a little bit of Seracoline, which comes through uh, Fujifilm. Um, which I don't know how much they sell of it, but because every time I kind of send them an email to order some ink, it's like they they get very excited. Like somebody's ordered the ink. It's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> someone's buying those buckets because <laughs> they do a really nice um. They do a really nice white, um, which is the FE and the FE white, which um, they they had two different whites. One which was really nice to print with, but we had issues with it. I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was a two five, um, but we had issues with it washing out of the shirts because it was it was so easy to print with. And what I kind of worked out is there's so much pigment in the ink it's almost like there's too much pigment in the ink so the only way to get it to stand in the shirt was after you cured it was to heat press it 
at like 170 degrees, give it a heat press for 10 seconds and yeah. then cure it properly. Otherwise, it's kind of just washed out. And mm -hmm. the other one that they do is the FE ink, which has got, um, I think it's got a bit of stretch in it. I think it's like a, it's got a little bit of stretch, but it's really, the texture of it's really creamy. It's really light and quite fluffy. And it's, it's like printing with whipped cream. I can't describe it. So it's, you're not pulling like, like with your, with some of your whites or some of your base whites, you really, if you're hand printing, you're like really, yeah. you know, breaking your shoulders and your arms yeah. to get it through the screen. But um, yeah, it's kind of like a really nice light texture and quite nice to print with. So what, yeah. would, uh, what would be your go-to screen for putting an underbase down on, on the manual? Probably uh, depending on the job, like I've, no, Probably a 64, 62 or a 64T I would go through. Um, I, I tend to, yeah, I mean, a 43, depending on, I can I can use a 43, but I think it tends to probably lay a bit too much down for a base. But yeah, it depends if, you, if you're gonna wanna, if you're gonna want white to come back up through the image at any of the points or whether or not you're going to do a highlight white, or if you're going to cheat yeah. and get away with just putting that base down without doing the highlight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so in which case a 43 is probably better because you can get a bit more down onto the, yeah. onto the, yeah. the fabric, yeah. So yeah. when you decided to stop stamping uh, golf balls and actually <laughs> uh, get more serious about Artsu and also start printing for other people, what kit did you start with you started with the four color one platen press what was that a particular brand or was that a chinese brand or what um i can't remember what that one was because i didn't keep that for, for long it was like a it was it was like it's in the in the 80s i think in the 80s in brookvale in sydney there was probably there was probably 10 or 15 screen printers within five blocks and what that meant was that people were suddenly, you know, like there'd be a metal worker around the corner, somebody, a fabricator, and you'd go around the corner and say, hey, can you, can you make me this? So there's quite a few of those kind of um, do-it-yourself machines around, and it was most likely one of them, like a, mm -hmm. like a yeah, just a, an on-table one. And the, uh, once, I, once I decided to leave the golf ball job, I went and bought a six color four palette machine nice. um which which was a which i think it could have been a it could have been from leapfrog machine it could have been one of the leapfrog machines that they had yep. in the 80s that they made um with yeah it was it had the it had the ball bearing that clicked in when the the board came around and that was your that was your kind of printing station there and yeah the, yeah and that and that was a good machine and then i then i bought an eight color eight color eight eight palette machine which is which is what i was working on when i we were doing the zoo or the zoo gear and the i get i think the advantage of the advantage with even like if you i don't know i don't even know six i'd assume six palettes six six screens six palette machines exist but the eight palette Eight, eight, eight pallet, eight screen machine. The advantage is you can print in one station, it can go under a flash and you can have somebody else printing opposite you. 
Yeah, all heads down. Under, so yeah. yeah, all heads down. Kind of. So it's all, cool. you know, it's like a it's get is heading towards an auto. I was yeah. working. I worked on an auto for for about five years on a big Tass jumbo, um, and as uh, like the autos are great if you've got the work. If you haven't mm. got the work, then it's kind of it's and it's sitting there idle. Then you, you it's just it's taking up space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We used to we used to crank four or five hundred out on that old Tass, and um, mm. four or five hundred an hour, and it's kind of. But if I I don't even I don't even really take on jobs that are that size anymore so it's kind of the the market that we've kind of cornered here is more of a the people who want to come in and get 20 shirts or 10 shirts printed and i'm more than happy to do that for them because i don't want yeah. to stand i don't want to stand at the machine for three days looking at the same artwork <laughs> so yeah. yeah it kind of keeps it a bit more interesting now and it sounds like it is more arty in terms of the designs and less kind of your plumbers and your electricians and yeah well it is but we i mean we we do that we do that stuff as well um of course because it's 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 that's bread and butter for us too um and keeping those guys happy they tell their mates who tell their mates and it's kind of and they tell their mates who are in a band or they tell their mate who's an artist down the road or yeah. So, yeah, and then and then the label work as well. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a bit of a mix of everything. Like at the moment, I've got looking at what I've got here. I've got I've got like six boxes. I've got a hunt two hundred two hundred t shirts there to do for a mechanic around the corner who oh, we wow. do the artwork for, and it's kind of um, they just give them out. It's just you know that's advertising for freebies. Yeah, yeah, uh, we've got. What else have we got? We've got a few restaurants, um, some surf shops that are waiting at the moment. Um, yeah, what else is? I'm trying to think what else is there. It's, it's kind of piling up because of my dry woes this week. So it's yeah, um, we'll come on to those because <laughs> I know you had a goals, yeah. interesting week. Oh, it's been good. a very interesting week. So, Just yeah. one thing. It looks like you've got. Do you keep screens? Are you, are you re reclaiming and recycling screens, or are you just? Yeah, so we recycle screens. Yeah, so. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'll keep I'll keep screens for about a year, up to twelve months. And if I think that the person, if I think that the client, the person's going to come back, then I'll keep them for longer. But um, otherwise, I keep them for twelve months, and then we'll just strip and them. And reclaim. Yeah. 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 Okay. But, um, but yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't charge for screens, so. It's kind of, um, yeah, I stopped charging for screens a while ago. So the way I price things, I just don't, I don't go. I, I don't, I try to make it as as least confusing as possible for the person who's buying. For the customer. Yeah. yeah. Because, they just don't get it, do they? They don't get the process. So, well, they don't. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, I find it's much easier just to go, I like, Okay, so if they come in and they want 50 shirts, it's a five-colour print on an AS-colour shirt. I'll do the sums of what all that is, including the screens. Like if I was charging $50 a screen, um, I'll do all the sums of what that is and then go back to them and say, your shirts are going to be $24 each or $25 each or whatever they are. Mm. Um, and quite often people come back and go, well, what about the screen cost? I said, that includes the screen cost. And then... Next time they come back, the shirts will be the same price. Yeah, right. Okay. So, so yeah, that's 
There's no extra discount in that sense. No extra discount. There's no like, oh, what, what about the screens we've already made last time? It's I didn't charge you to make screens last time. So if you come back, it's the same. It's the same price. And then it's much easier for them to look at an invoice and go 50 T-shirts at $20. There's $1,000. Oh, there's 50 T-shirts $12. And then this front print at $6, back print at $4, there's five screens at 50 and then yeah, they can't you, work out. Yeah, I find it's easier just to go, hey, this is the price of your finished garment. And um, and do you yeah. do all that stuff online or is it through walk-ins or how does... So, uh, either walk-ins, like walk-ins are online or lots of word of mouth. Um, we, I've got a, um, I've got a, a guy who works for me who's in bands and I know I've played in lots of bands over the years as well, over the years as well. So we get a fair bit of work through through bands and musicians. Um, but yeah, the majority of what the majority of what has come through, like I've never I've actually never advertised. So whether or not it's come through the fashion side of it or through it comes does come through the website. Um, yeah, or just through word of mouth, basically. That's where where most of it's come, which I don't know, which is, it seems to have worked for us so far. So, And it's the best recommendation, isn't it? Well, that's right. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely the, the, the way to go. Yeah. We haven't quite done that because of, partly because of where we're located. But You guys do. are up in, you're in Armadale, aren't you? We are, yeah, which is why you're in a T-shirt and I'm in a hoodie, right? <laughs> <laughs> I won't be in a T-shirt for long. The sun's nearly gone. <laughs> yeah. How cold is it up there today? I think it's not too bad out there today. It's pretty cold in, in our little warehouse. Yeah. But it's been, I think we got down to minus two the other night. Yeah, but right. it went up to like 15 in the day. So not too yeah. bad. But yeah. Um, so we haven't, because we don't really, well, we do serve Armadale, but that's not our primary market. The word of mouth thing isn't such a big deal for us. It's all... For us, it's all online advertising, so it is different in that regard. Yeah, right. Um, so, where would would your majority would would your customers come from all over the place? Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, right. We try. Well, it's quite difficult because um, we try. We basically won't advertise in WA, Tassie, or Northern Territory. Afraid, but we get sure, we get orders for WA all the time, and yeah, it's right. frustrating because you know it's five days to get something to them yeah. um so i am trying to set up a deal or i have been trying to set up a deal for quite some time with another printer yeah. in wa just to outsource that because we want to do a better turnaround than that yeah, but right. yeah we, uh, we we started a bit differently i guess but our markets are churches yeah and breweries and distillers uh, similar markets we yeah, don't yeah. do much for bands um yeah, yeah. we have had a few bands through and We've got one designer and that's pretty much all he does um, mm. as a sell-on. You know, he just buys from us and sells on to, to the bands. Yeah, right. But we try not to market into that um, yeah. sector quite often because they'll come on with a simulated process and they'll want 20 or something and yeah. you think, how do I even explain this? Um, exactly. But, yeah, so, so tell us about... Got, they've never got any money. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, and for them... Yeah. Well, they don't. Know, how much is it going to be? How much? Are you going to... Yeah. How do I make it cheaper? Yeah. Well, you drop a yeah. color, or you you buy it's, a ton. That's funny. Like some of the clients, some of the clients I've had in the past, are like 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 large breweries, and they, I guess that's how they stay. I guess that's how they 
they make money because they're always chasing that that can we can we get these for 20 cents cheaper you know yeah can we get yeah. these you know the, can we get these 500 shirts for 20 for for 10 cents can we get 10 cents off and i'm kind of like well you can you're talking you're talking about you know what are you talking about 50 dollars or kind of yeah. over an invoice of fifteen thousand dollars you, you, you kind of but that's 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 the way that people make money i guess isn't it if they can be I guess if they do that 10 times, but sometimes I feel like they just want to, you know, haggle. Well, they you know, do. That thing of so-and-so won't haggle, you won't haggle, mate. You know, like, but if you get into some kind of negotiation, you can do them something. Yeah. Then I sometimes think they appreciate it a bit more in the sense of, well, you know, I've got a different kind of commercial footing with, with the customer. Or with the, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the definitely. Printer, so. I do let that happen a bit. So tell us about your week. You had a frustrating week. Oh, I've had a frustrating what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, what didn't happen? What didn't happen? Um, so I was at, I was actually away Monday, Tuesday. So I've come back on Wednesday, and I knew when I went I went away Friday just for the weekend, um, for a, a long weekend for a break I needed. But um, when I left on Friday, the dry started playing up and was it's so the tunnel dries i think we've got it set we've got it set around about 100 like a, it's about 128 on the on the dial on the on the uh thermostat mm -hmm. and it'll hold 128 for 25 minutes and then it's about 25 minutes it's dropping down to 80 degrees wow. which is a bit of a nightmare because if we're not keeping our eye on it then half the shirts that come out the other end aren't cured um, so we've kind of been spending a week of pressing every shirt that comes out under the heat press, just to make sure that it go, when they wash it, um, it doesn't wash out while we wait for somebody to come in and fix it. I've had Adam in from Leapfrog all week and he's, um, hasn't had much luck. We've basically replaced everything in the whole dryer, the elements, the, um, thermostat, um the relay and it works for half an hour and then it just drops off again so we've got a i don't know we, i'm kind of stumped as far as what it is but i so think i'm going to get a sparky in on monday is that, is that the oven in the background that orange yeah, one yeah yeah is that a heat here so it's a heat seeker isn't it a heat seeker yeah yeah we've got we've got one of those in, You've got in storage i send you a stick <laughs> You can have it. Um, I mean, they're great. They're great. Yeah, yeah. We replaced a few components on that. So just to clarify, I mean, it's probably a bit boring for people listening, but yeah. when you say it was dropping from, um, did you say 180 to 80 or something? 120 to 80? Yeah, so one. So, so we, I found that with the thermostat, if I set that, I think it's around about 128 to 130. Mm. Then, in, then in the middle of the dryer, because obviously it's it's – it's measuring its temperature from the side of the dryer where the where the, the probes are probe comes through. Yeah. So if the probe's registering at about one twenty five to one thirty, the center of the dryer is around one sixty to one sixty five. Yeah. So where yeah, right. where the curing needs to happen at temperature without scorching the lighter colours. So I don't yeah. want it to run too much hotter. But then yeah, so it it'd sit there at one twenty five and then about 25, 30 minutes in, 
it, start, it starts to go down and continues to go down until it hits about 80, 83, and then sits there at 80, between 80 to 85. And is it that the digital, the digital readings still say 130 or 125? No, they so go down. They go down, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, so the whole thing goes down. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah no, if it, I mean, I'd kind of, I'd have more peace of mind if, if, if the digital reading didn't go down. But, yeah, so the, the digital reading drops down to about 80, around 80, and it's um, it's got me stumped at the moment. It's kind of, yeah, wow. so I've kind of got, I'm doing printing in half-hour implements and kind of, like this morning, I had 120 shirts to do, this morning and basically turned the dryer on, got it going and just went as quick as I could and got the 123 before before the temperature got down to about 110. So Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. And then I'm I was sure. like, oh, just can't trust it from there. So Yeah. I mean they are old workhorses, you know, they you um, know, they're quite basic in, in terms of the, the tech I mean all dryers are quite basic really in terms yeah, of the technology. I mean there's, there's not that many things in them that can go wrong unless it's a bad thermostat which i'm going to pull out the because now we've replaced the relay in it and the probe in it i'm going to pull this thermostat out later on today and put the old one back in and see what happens with it kind of, mm -hmm. because maybe it wasn't the problem and i've, I've kind of started I, I, the process of, of elimination i've kind of started at the wrong end and where i probably should have done the probe first and then the relay and then the thermostat and then the um and then the elements but i started the other way around so oh, i hope you're able to get that we do have one in storage if things go really badly yeah, mate. yeah right do you really yeah okay. i can grab it yeah, yeah. so uh, it's the two oven one which i'm guessing is probably what you've got yeah so front and back the elements yeah 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 two sets and two probes um two controllers yeah for us has been absolutely amazing that dryer yeah. our problem was that when we increased in volume we just couldn't get enough on it that's all so that's the only reason we um, stopped using it so what but are yeah. you guys running what are you guys running up there on dryers we've got that one that we don't run we've got yep. a tiny v i think it's a v1000 so it's not the re that's a vastex dryer it's not yep. the really small one it's yeah. the next one up and we use that for live screen printing of which we've only ever done one event so don't think yeah, right. that we're doing tons of that and yeah. then we've got a big um oh it's a vastex it's the infrared dryers but we've got one with three dryers i was so nervous about that infrared technology mm. not having a huge actual heating chamber so i got three of them yeah, right. and with a huge lead-in so it's I'm going to yeah. say the leading's probably more than a meter and a half, and it's probably a meter and a half wide. You can literally lay a whole a hoodie down, and that's yeah. what we wanted for volume. Um, yeah. We run an auto yeah, now, yeah. Um, and we've got a couple of manual presses that we do other things with, yeah, um, yeah. like plastisol transfers, that kind of thing, yeah, yeah. or something funky, you know, printing a yeah. different kind of bag or something. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we unfortunately it meant that we kind of ran out of space when we got that one but yeah. um it's brilliant it's it's really really good yeah um it would be no good and i'm sure 
if Adam, if Adam's listening to this, he'll chuckle. But if um, Howard's listening to it, I'll probably get a phone call. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't feel confident using that dryer with water-based ink. Yeah, um, too short. It's too short. I mean, you, I know it would work, but it would slow production down so much. Yeah. Um, apparently they do have them that have this kind of booster element at the beginning that's supposed to bring the garment and the, the ink up to temperature real quick. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, we don't really do water base. It's not a big deal, but it's great for us. You know, yeah, we yeah. can we can get five hundred through an hour yeah. very easily. Yeah. Um, but water yeah, give me a shout. Yeah, I will you, for sure. If you don't if you don't get anywhere, yeah. give me a shout. Even yeah. if I just rip something out of it and send it down it. for you to test, yeah. you know, yeah. be happy to do yeah, that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'll come. I'll, I'll probably come up and 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 visit you guys at some stage. I've, yeah, actually, cool. I've, got, I've actually got some I've got some land at the um behind Maxville so I can do like a cut across and do, do a, a, a busman's <laughs> holiday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you'd be very it. welcome. Yeah, yeah no, that'd, very welcome. that'd be good. What what kind of auto are you running? We're running an Anatole, um yep. ten head, um twelve platen, yeah, volts. So it's an all electric press. Um and we love it. I mean, of course, we're fairly new to screen printing. We didn't start in the 90s, different, different story. <laughs> so I don't know any other auto. Yeah, I've right. never, you know, I've seen a few different manuals, but I've never worked on any other kind of auto. Yeah. We love it. It's quiet. It's all electric. Um, it's fast. It's yeah. got some funky um, technology involved in it. Yeah. Um, and it's fairly easy to use once you really, you know, dial the heads in well. And, you know, we run two flashes on it. We're about to invest in a thing called a Stampinator. Okay. If you come across those, uh, basically it's an inline heat press yeah, in, right. on the press. And um, so basically people heat press the underbase with a Stampinator. Yeah, right. Okay. And well. then, um, yeah, but you can also use it. We don't at least in the past we haven't done transfers unless it's something really funky and it's a small number yeah. but you can use a stampinator to to run they reckon up to 480 transfers an hour wow. which yeah, right. pressing isn't bad yeah. so we're getting those getting two of those um yeah look we love it i mean but like yeah. i say i've not tried anything else i'd quite like to have yeah, a go yeah. on a rock and see what that's like at some point yeah right yeah yeah yeah, oh, that's but, yeah. yeah. I, I like the sound of that that press that'll press the base. <laughs> See, we're we're quite old. We're quite we're still in the dinosaur age a little bit here, running the uh, that eight color and some on a cold morning I can stand there for ten minutes, setting those shirts around to get a base dry for that first round. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of, if I haven't if I haven't spent ten minutes heating the pallets up, then it's, it's kind of if we're gonna get cracking then yeah. Yeah, and look, it's the same on an auto. I mean, you know that from a, yeah. the Taz. Yeah, yeah, this has got a button you just press, and the yeah. flashes just do their thing. But yeah. excuse me, it can take a while to heat them up, just the same. Yeah. Um, but uh, I kind of, I mean, I don't do the printing anymore. I'm slightly ashamed to say that because what I learned screen printing, I only learned the hard way. Yeah, um, right. Literally just not knowing anything at all. And just watching YouTube and stuff, and I, I kind of feel I miss the 
to be blunt, the kind of artisan part of manual screen printing, yeah. it is really special. And yeah. you can get a feel for what you're doing. Oh, definitely. And, and kind of master that side of it, which is very different on an auto. It just turns into yeah. high volume, get them in, get them printed and get them out, which yeah. is also what we're about. We are a business, right? So, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah. what it's meant for me is it's freed me up from the printing my daughter runs production and there's a team generally every day we've got five people here and um, there's another four that do uh, part-time in different days and clean screens and stuff so she runs all of that and that's a massive gift to me mm. but i do miss doing printing although you know if you were to put me on a carousel tomorrow i'd last about an hour you know yeah. If that, yeah. that body will fall apart. It's, it's um, tiring, yeah. Especially this, it. this time of year. This time of year is tiring as well because every we, most of what you're printing is hoodies and jumpers, and on yeah. a um, on a manual carousel, that's a that's a lot of work. It's, like, it's a lot of work. Yeah, getting that ink down onto them. So, it's, um, so what kind of flash do you use on your manual press? I don't know. Think it's an old sigma but um yeah which the machine is as well the old it's an old eight eight by eight sigma as well i haven't actually i've seen one other one which somebody was advertising somewhere um yeah but the i mean that flash is old as well and i'm only using one flash at the moment too so yeah. i'm gonna um look at getting another flash the truck the one of the problems that we have at the moment is the space in the factory we're in um, and being in being on Sydney's northern beaches, rent's not cheap. So, so space is a premium, yeah. Big time. So this place is this place is good, but nearly outgrown it. Um, I'd say, as you can probably see from behind me, there's like there's a, there's stuff everywhere at the moment. So it's um, yeah. And come Christmas time or coming up to summer, it's um it fills up with boxes. You know. Yeah, sitting here and we can't see see the computer from the from the other side of the room where you can't see what's going on. Basically, yeah, so it gets, gets a little bit crowded. But um, yeah, do you think you'll move somewhere else? Um, well, possibly. So I think a bunch of dogs telling me there's someone at the gate. But um, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye out if something comes along. But um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a bit of a juggle because I've got one guy who's working for me, um, and he's here three days a week, and um, in saying that he's actually <laughs> this this week he's actually kind of got another job because he's a graphic designer and so he's been offered a job somewhere, so he's been here for a couple of years. So I'm going to have to retrain someone else now, which is um, um, okay, yeah, which is. A little, I mean, it's, I, I hold no grudges at all. Like, I'm really happy for him that he's found sure. a, job, a job in in uh, graphic design, which is great. But he was learning. He was he's he does a lot of the admin and obviously the folding and um, stripping of screens and the stuff I've spent years doing, which I just can't bring myself to do. So you know, <laughs> I know. <that. laughs> But, so um, would you, in looking for someone else, would you just get a newbie, do you think? Like someone that's never done anything to do with screen printing or would you prefer to get someone that's worked in the industry a bit? 
before? So it's a t- yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know. I've kind of got to work that out now because whether or not I just want to get somebody who can come in and fold for a few hours and be at the end of the dryer and um, you know catch yeah catching the shirts and if I need them to push a board push boards to make a job quicker and pull off mm. pull off the shirts like it, it's worked really well with him being able to do that um, pushing the boards pulling them off while I'm loading and printing and then he'll be at the back of the dryer stacking them up but he's also being really good at administration stuff as well so mm. and also because he because he's young the social media side and those kinds of things he's really into it loves doing it so making videos and kind of yeah, right, on nice. instagram and that takes him five minutes to do or, you know half an hour to do whereas to do them for me i'd probably sit there for two or three hours and kind of yeah then goes half a day at work so it's kind of yeah so I, my, I think I'll probably look for someone young who's keen and then you pretty quickly find out whether or not, like, I think the idea of screen printing for a lot of young people is like, it's really cool and funky, but then the reality of it is when they go stand there and strip, 40, strip 20 screens in the middle of winter outside, it's like, oh, it's, yeah, this is, that's the job. <laughs> yeah so um we'll see how we go but yeah as far as moving to a new factory it's that way up and keeping the work coming in keeping someone employed kind of if i've suddenly got to pay an extra 25 grand a year in rent then some um, i'm probably better off redesigning this space and utilizing what we've got here kinda. yeah i know that's the dilemma yeah, yeah. Even just moving to, yeah. you know, something slightly bigger can cost you an awful lot more in the time yeah, that, right. you know, the actual cost of moving and, and, the moving and that, costs just... all of that. So it's, yeah, it's a, um, it's a, I think at the moment we'll stay here for as long as we can, as long as That's the way, yeah, yeah, as as long as I don't find out that this dry problem we're having is suddenly because of a power, like we're not getting enough power to it, then <laughs> that's that's a concern I've got as well. But, um, You're right. It's a single face. Um... No, it's a three phase. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. But, Sorry, but, yeah. been, but we've been in this factory now for five years and it's been All fine. Right. So there shouldn't be. We did. We had a guy come past out on the road here in Narrabeen in a truck and he took the whole power line out. The yeah. truck was too tall for that and he took the whole thing out. So um, that was six, six, eight months ago. And it's been playing up a little bit since then, since they've oh, maybe the it's the feed in. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess if the feed in switch is on a three phase, I don't know that much about electricity. But the digital equipment will change. Yeah, that right. could be it. That could be it. I mentioned that to Adam, he probably knows that anyway, but yeah. um, it could be something like that happening, or maybe it damaged the circuit breaker a little bit or something. Could have done. That's yeah. constraining yeah. the feed. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I hope this week gets a bit better then. And yeah, yeah, so it's got to get better. Bottom, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I was, going, I was heading on holidays at the end of next or the end of next week. Um, I was taking two weeks off, but I've had to kind of postpone that now. So but that's just to try right. and catch up now. Just to catch up, yeah. yeah. What, what we've got coming in. But, but that's good, you know. It could be worse. I could be taking two weeks off because I haven't got anything coming in at all. So, yeah. So it's definitely, you know, it's not a, 
I'm not complaining about about that. But yeah, so it's kind of things will things will get better. Things will look good again. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and sure. how did you cope through COVID? I mean, that must have been. Well, COVID was funny because um, going through like I really didn't. I really didn't even have any time off throughout COVID. Um, at the start of it, I just kept going because I had a, I had work there um, to keep going with. Um, a lot of the I do a few I do the printing for a few labels who mainly sell online, and they're like they they would sell like one garment at a time to you know, it's like they're like a retail store online. Yeah, yeah. And, Suddenly everybody's at home mm. and they're getting if they're getting $750 to do nothing. And well, what do they do? They're gonna go online and spend money on things like clothes they can sit around at home in. So mm. which is which is or you know, things like pajamas and stuff like that, which is what this label does a lot of that kind of thing. So suddenly her orders went through the roof. Wow. Um Things like um, sporting clubs, when people started going coming back out, things like um, surf clubs, sports clubs, they they got grants from government to keep them going, and then so, so they they had to go. Well, we got all this money. We've got to show that we've spent it on something. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get some t-shirts. Let's get some uniforms. So it was actually busier through COVID than it was coming out of um, yeah, it. Was, so. Because yeah. there, there was, I think there were so many grants given out and they had to use the money for things. So um, we found that it, there was, it, I mean, obviously it dipped at the beginning because everybody kind of went, what's going to happen? Mm. But um, then once once the money started kind of flowing, then it, um, people were buying stuff online and people you know, who'd been given grants had to spend money. Businesses who'd been given grants had to spend money on something. They couldn't just let it sit there at the bank. Yeah. So it had to be used to come again. And I guess that was the, the idea of keep the, keep the economy going to some extent. That's right. It was all kind of pushed along that way. And I think you really um, benefited from COVID by the sound of it. For us, it was terrible. Cause yeah, right. A lot of the stuff we were doing were kids' camps and, you know, events of, of 500 people and they just couldn't do it. Mm. We just had to try and pivot at that point. And <laughs> actually, we started a couple of clothing brands, yeah. which was really more to fill our time than anything. And um, I tried to do a kind of retro, Aussie kind of retro brand, which just I couldn't get traction on really. I mean, it was... I couldn't manage all the Shopify and the, you know, the yeah. order of one here and one there. And, you know, we, we don't do any DTG. We're like you, we're just screen printers. And it's um, a really tough one, isn't it? Cause it's kind of, it's yeah. Unless you're doing the director garment stuff, you can setting up to do one shirt. It's, it's, but there's no point. There's no, there's nothing in it. There's no, no. you no. don't really want to hold stock on the shelves yeah. for, for, you know, um, it's a tough one, and a lot of I think I, we because I got quite a few people come in who are like, I'm starting a t-shirt label. These are my ideas. I just want to do some samples to begin with, and you know, but it's going to be huge. 
we're gonna sell heaps of them. Do millions, yeah. And yeah. I'd probably actually, as I was talking about before, that we don't charge for screens. That's kind of the only time that I actually go, okay, well, let's do your samples, and this is what it's going to cost. And and because yeah, if if they're just going to do samples, I'll charge for screens. Yeah. So what would you do? What would your minimum be if you had to do samples? Um, just one or two, or yeah, I'd just do like one or two, or probably, probably maybe a, maybe a size, maybe a full size breakdown. Um, I might do them you know, small, medium, large, extra large. Kind of yeah. If yeah. I've got a job set up, there's no, there's no more effort in. I mean, you know, there's not a lot more effort to print four shirts than there is to print one. Yeah. Of, yeah. So I'll give them a size breakdown, and then they've got things things for people to try on, I guess, if they're going to get a pre-order going. Like things yeah. like, um, we're, like we're doing a job for a dance company this week and she, like it's for a kid's dance company, but she wanted samples. So we've sampled through from size two through to 12, which is, a, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a pain, but it's like, it's a one colour front print and for us to set up and do four of them instead of, or five of them instead of, Instead of one of them, it's not really too Yeah. Have you ever thought about going to the DTG market, like getting yourself a DTG printer? Yeah, I have thought about it. Um, and I've, I've, I've had a few people try and convince me to do it as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just not something I've had the time to look at to do yet. But, um, yeah, have, have you, do, you guys do, do you guys do DTG? No. no um thought about it yes but not for long you know yeah. i feel it might be a prejudice in a way but i feel it's cheating yeah. and that might just be a really dumb business response but i don't like it i've i mean yeah. we did send a job out once an emergency job um which had you know it was a full sim process and we just couldn't fit it in and they needed it next week and they sent us some samples up to us once they'd done the print job. And yeah. the print was okay, yeah. but the garment just stank of chemicals. And yeah. I just thought, uh, you know, what is this? So I, but also I hear so many horror stories, you know? I don't think it's, I don't, I, it's not, it's not there yet. That's the thing. And I think that's what scared me off with it as well is that, the consumables are so expensive with it. It's like you think about your paper printer and how much you're spending on how much you spend on ink for that. Yeah. And your cartridges are the most expensive thing, but they cost more than the printer does itself. The, yeah. And imagine printing that into fabric, how much yeah. ink you're gonna go through. And I just don't think the I don't think it's there yet as far as the the longevity of the print on the shirt either. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really, it's pretty rare that I go out and actually buy any clothing these days anyway, but I haven't bought, like, I, and I haven't bought anything that's direct to, direct to garment, but I've got a client and sometimes, occasionally she'll get samples done, direct to garment. And I know that after probably six to eight, or six, eight, ten washes, the prints really kind of, you know, it's really yeah. faded out and, and yeah. really gone. Whereas I'll, I'll say to people that you're, the print on your shirt's going to outlast the shirt. 
Yeah. The print will still be standing in the shirt. But the shirt will be falling off. You move, you know, it'll flake yeah. away before the print does. Yeah, exactly. Screen print. So. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I feel like it's cheating. I don't like the the smell of them and the chemicals that you used, but you hear, you know, the the you know the white underbase, yeah, um, head getting clogged all the time. I just think, man, I can't be bothered with that. No, exactly. I think director film is is a better solution yep. for those types of things. Um, yeah. But we got a job on at the moment actually, um, where big dance group and we do them quite regularly it's a lovely seven color really nice graphic yeah. um it's a spot process it's not a simulated process yeah and but they also want i think a hundred or maybe a bit more of really light polyester polos from different yeah. manufacturer yeah and i'm going oh right okay we've got a ton of these to do on a cotton t-shirt I don't feel comfortable doing those on a poly uh, garment. So I said to them, look, would you be okay with a transfer? And they were like, yeah, not a problem. Yeah, they yeah. just use them to practice apparently. Yeah. Um, and so I put that out to Supercolor. Yeah. And they asked for the Pantones and I gave them the Pantones. And I said, you know, this is going to be a really interesting test because we're, you know, I told them we're going to be printing a bunch on, on cotton and, you know, we'd be mixing up the Pantones here. And he was like, oh, yeah, that will be interesting. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> oh, boy, I hope this, you know, because I don't want the customer to see two different color pinks or, or yeah, whatever, course. you know. Yeah. So that's going to be a bit of fun. And I suspect the, the guys here will get a bit stressed so about it. Wait till um, the transfers come back and then match your colors. The well, that's the other thing we could do, yeah. And, yeah. and just make sure they, they mix well. Safe <laughs> so it, you're potentially looking at another spot you don't really need new kit apart from potentially a, an oven hopefully not yeah. um yeah. are there any other plans like strategic kind of ideas about where you might take the business new um, markets or just to carry on as you are at the moment i'm happy carrying on as we are like we've we've built quite a bit over the last kind of two or three years um admittedly last like the end of last year was a bit of a it was fairly slow but um i think everybody kind of interest rate rises hit everyone and they everybody yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. don't want to spend any money at all but that's kind of come back now and i'm kind of happy where we it's 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 a it's a funny one because i've always i've always been about a having that i guess a that work-life balance kind of thing but yeah. i've never wanted to get too big where i'm in here every you know seven days a week i'm trying to but i guess like like yourself it's probably i'd like to i'd like to be able to get people in printing so i can take care of the of other sides yeah yep. yeah so that's so building a team to kind of team release to, you from yeah. from the printing ultimately yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's so, a good, good goal yeah, yeah i think so definitely but i mean i still i, I still enjoy i still enjoy the print side like I still enjoy doing a printing, hand printing a job, and the customer coming in, and if it, the print will look awesome, and I'll be really stoked with it. It's like yeah. it's a good feeling pulling off those those jobs that are that um, yeah that work really well. Like we do quite a lot with four color process, um, nice. and we kind of yeah we can get some got, we get some really good results with that. So um, yeah, obviously. But, 
that needs to be on a white um, substrate. But do you ever do that thing where people lay down an underbase, say on a black tea, and then put a four? Yeah, so I've, we we do do that. I mean, it's I don't like doing it. I, I'll do it, but and I've tried and I've tried a couple of different methods of doing it. Like probably the best, I'd say the best way to do it is to do it with a discharge base but it's tricky it's a tricky process i don't know how you go doing that on an auto i think it's something that you probably i mean obviously you can do a discharge completely with where every color is but you still need a white base under it for, for yeah. the process to work um but a discharge base with a four color process plus the sole print on top we've found can work as well just give me some info on that. Like I'm always, we've done discharge in the past, yep. but you know, run it slowly through the dryer as, as you should yeah. to get that full effect. How do you do that on, on the press? You just over flash it or yeah. like you've got, it to get the, you've got to get the pallets hot basically, but it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a, like I say, I don't do it often. I'll do it on Artsu stuff, but I don't, I don't think it's reliable enough to do on multiple, like on a lot of shirts. If if the client's happy with a with a vintagey kind of feel at the end of it, and it's gonna, you've kind of got that point of difference with every shirt. It's gonna be a little bit, a mm. little bit different, but still look really cool. Mm. It's good for that. If it's mm. a corporate client, I wouldn't. I don't know. So you got to get the pallets really hot. The trouble with discharge would is the shirts tend to lift off the off the pallet because it, it's like it eliminates the glue underneath the moisture from it. So mm, any spray right. that you've got or any glue or any stick that you've got on the on the on the pallet seems to disappear pretty quickly. So oh, okay. but yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tricky one. You kind of it's a real you, you can almost print the discharge and then print the four color process. And I've done this in the past, print the discharge, print the four color process. And you're pretty much printing blind, like you can't see it. And then it goes into the dryer and comes out the other end. And it's like, oh, it looks amazing. Or it's yeah. like, oh shit, that didn't, that didn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> How many did we do? <laughs> what happened if we got spare? But um, yeah, like it, I've, I've had it and it's, it's worked fantastically, but yeah. And there's been times where it's yeah, so it's it, it can be a bit hit and miss. It's um it's probably not something that's supposed to be done either. And maybe a water base over the top of discharge it would probably be a, a better thing to do. But then, oh, but water base through nineties and hundred T's when you're hand printing, it's sitting there on the screen and it's oh, one dries, one dries out <laughs> by the time you finish cleaning that one out. The next one's dried out, and then the next yeah. one's dried out. Your black yeah. sits near the flash, or it gets too hot near the pallet. It's that's dried out. And yeah. Not only have you you got to pull the job down and start again, but you're probably gonna have a nightmare getting that ink out of the screen at any time. So yeah, yeah, you know, that's one of the reasons we just can't really touch water base yeah. up here, especially you're a little bit more humid down there. But yeah, here it's it's very very it's arid. Like your climate's quite dry, isn't it? It's kind of yeah, oh yeah, that's no, it's very very dry. Um, so, it, do you have any issues that you regularly have, 
like that drive you mad like you know I've got uh, one friend that has a um actually not that older press and it yeah. has micro reg but it constantly goes out of reg and it drives him mad like do you have anything like that in your setup i mean I've kind of, like I've, I've had little issues like that that kind of you know it's like the rego you know it'll be like oh the rego is really tight on this job let's let's not use pallet six because there's yeah, something right. going on with pallet six and instead of spending an hour going oh what is it where is it i'll just go let's just not use it this on this job kind of thing yeah, so yeah. there is there is those issues and then sometimes they just sort themselves out and they're gone um but yeah there's nothing really that kind of i think by now i've kind of learned what to use and what not to use and so and i've and i've found a way around or i've found a different solution yeah problems like that that occur um but yeah and what what i need to like if you know say pallet six does go out then i know what needs tightening and where and why that's going out so it's kind of yeah once i've figured those things out and yeah I think it's, it's more that's things kind of the dry yeah well that's yeah. a real sort of funky one isn't yeah. it that's a real out of the yeah. out of the ordinary one and i think you know it seems to me that a lot of screen printing is working out issues you know yeah. like something you know it's just something a bit different about this print you're not quite sure what it is maybe one of the screen tensions isn't good enough or the the platen is is a bit odd or it's not leveled yeah. or whatever it is and it's a, it seems to be about just working that out and resolving it job by job yeah i think that's much harder on an auto i'm sure all the people that use autos would disagree with me on that but um the variable it seems like there are a lot more variables that can go wrong on an auto and it's partly because you can't feel it you can't get that sense of you know when you're printing i don't know four or five hundred t's manually apart from your arms falling off you know how the print works you know how it runs and you're looking at it you know you're you're lifting the screen and looking at it yeah rather than it coming around and going, oh, goodness, what's happened there? Um, and just making those tiny adjustments. Um, and that, I think that's something that we really struggled to to get our head around when we went to an auto, just to, everything was new, the pressures, the angles, the amount of ink you have to put in, yep. um, adding more reducer, you know, just to, to get it. Just to, through. keeping that ink flow up on the autos as well, like keeping that ink in there all the time. And yeah. something goes wrong on your first or second head, you've lost 10 shirts. Yeah. Straight straight away. Exactly. If you haven't got somebody witty, you know, like somebody there on the who's with it on the who's pulling pulling the shirts off and they miss five of them, there's another, you know. It doesn't happen. They don't they notice. A piece it's of come, thread. It's come, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. Piece of thread. Thread. Um yeah. yeah, and it's the person at the end of the dryer that goes. Guys, have you noticed there's a line here or whatever? Um, How many? Oh, <laughs> happened 35 shirts ago. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's on uh, it's on the first head. Oh, yeah, there's a round on as well. So, it's, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, that's very frustrating. And obviously, they try and minimise that. And, you know, most of the time it works fine. But um, I miss an, a manual for that reason as well, being able to see it straight away yeah, and even you know let's say the i don't know one of the um top colors 
move slightly. Sometimes you can just compensate by pushing like, the screen or pulling, yeah, pushing, changing the angle. Yeah. Pushing um, it or pulling it or yeah. Or Using snap close to the print as well. Yeah. So, you know, just by just by by putting a piece of sponge within five centimeters to the bottom of the print, you can raise the print by a three or four mil. So yeah. Kind of yeah. And, yeah. And well, you don't just... really have that option on the auto as well because you you're also flooding the complete screen all the time. Correct. Um, with your auto and yeah, it's kind of you. You've, and you can't just go. Well, let's just let's just push it. Like let's just push yeah, it. Yeah, let's just change it to the left. This yeah, time. correct. Let's, you know, yeah. But, yeah. You're limited to what you can do. You know, you might change the squeegee angle. Yeah. Um, and you might drop the pressure on one side a bit more or whatever, but, but um, it's limited to, hand feel to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just give it a little bit more angle. Get a little, that little bit more ink down. You kind of and you get the feel. You get the feel for those things straight away with on the manual machines. It's like straight away you'll be this is this rubber's too soft. This screen is too soft. Let's let's go to a green or and it'll, let's reduce the amount of angle and get sharper through. Or kind of yeah, with the auto you kind of you don't really get those. I guess you, yeah. If you if you getting it set up all the time properly i suppose you get you get to know it but you don't get the feel of it it's kind of that's the problem and the other thing that happens a lot or can happen a lot is let's say you've got an eight color job um you know like we've got a 10 head press but we run two flashes so generally we'll max out at eight but if it's a really cool job that's in process we can probably hit nine we just rip yeah, out yeah. one of the flashes but um if you get one of those screens in the wrong order, like for a good simulated process, we just outsource that artwork to a um, yeah. graphic source yeah. and they may get this screen order wrong yeah, and right. you don't, you don't know, right. You, you got to head six and it's like, Oh, that really needs to be a nine, you know, um, on a manual. That's not, not a problem. You just spin it until you get to that. You just change the order, right? So you're then faced on a, on an auto with saying, do we run this in cycle mode? Which, of course, your whole production rate just falls through the floor. Or do we rip that, switch those screens out and redo the registration? And you know, once you've got the rego dialed in, generally people don't want to do that one. So... That's the other thing that, that can be very different. But then again, when you're doing an eight or nine color and you've got it, you know, dialed right in yeah. to take a t-shirt off every four seconds with, with nine colors is pretty exciting. Right. Would, so exactly. yeah. you get the, get the benefit at that point. Oh, um, yeah. So how about the business end of what you do? I mean, it's difficult for, for all of us as small business uh, owners and, and runners, right? Run, running the business as well as owning it because we're doing the screen printing. We're, you yeah. know, doing the, the, the yeah, liaison yeah. with customers and so on. I mean, do you outsource your accounts? You do all your bookkeeping yourself? Like um, how does that end of the I, business? So I, I outsource, I outsource my accounting, like the, the basses and the, and the, and all of that. Yeah. Um, I do the rest. I do the books, the rest of it myself. Um, yep. Which is, which isn't too bad because my account's quite good. You can kind of take take care of. To, I'll, I'll basically tell him what we've spent, tell him what we've spent it on, and 
tell him what's come in and he'll do it from there. Yeah. So, um, and then, but, I mean, yeah, like you say, you've kind of got to be able to liaise with the, with the customers and, um, yeah, and you've got such a varied, such a varied customer base as well you, from, like, we deal with anything, from, I think we're doing some stuff for um, Transport New South Wales, so corporate-style clients like that through to the plumber down the road who wants five shirts and it's everything in between. Mm. So you kind of got to, I think you've got to be quite open to dealing with, with everybody. Kind of, I mean, I guess that's business though, isn't it? But yeah, it's, I don't know. We just, I just juggle it. <laughs> kind of like, I just said, I usually set Monday, Monday aside to get organized and do emails and probably get one or two jobs in. Um, you know, I might only do 50 shirts on a Monday and then Tuesday and Monday would be used for making any new screens and getting all that kind of anything organized that we, that we need for the week mm. um, that we haven't done and putting orders through. And then Tuesday we're pretty much into printing and we'll be back and forth answering emails and doing quotes. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you find at the end of the day, you're able to just go home and shut off. Not as much as I'd like to, like yeah. Um, quite like recently, I've found myself here till six thirty, seven o'clock a lot of the time. Um, yeah. And in winter, that's kind of like I feel a bit ripped off. <laughs> it's like you don't get to see the sun. Yeah. So, but you know that's that's part of that. I, and I totally understand why now. That's part of running your own business too. And with that comes the the good and the bad. So it's kind of some. Um, it's not all it's not all uh arty screen prints and kind of and and fun like that so the, the the work side of it as well yeah yeah i mean it is it is a yeah it's, work job type thing where you you know you have yeah. to put in the hard graft as well as all the yeah. kind of soft nice stuff yeah, absolutely and you know if, if something's not done i mean that's part of working for yourself too isn't it if, if something if you've got a deadline for something that's got to be done. It's 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 on your back, really. You know, it's kind of you've got to get it done by then. And you can you can get your workers to stay back and stuff. But at the end of the day, if they're going to leave at five thirty, they've yeah. got to go to dinner or whatever they're going to do. Um, you you've got to stay there till it's done. So the other one, that's yeah. just part. That's part of owning business. It's kind of yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, an adage, an old adage I often kind of quote that I heard, which was, uh, I didn't like working nine to five, so I started my own business, and now I work 24-7. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's, it's never quite what, what you think yeah. it is. It's, no. There's always something that needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. So it's, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't stop, does it? It's kind of... No. And so you, but I find away, it... It's still, like, I'm still getting emails and phone calls and stuff when I'm on holidays and I'm like, oh, I'll come back next week. I'll look at it then. And then it's, it's in, it's, it's in your brain. Like you can't just switch it off and kind of go, um, yeah. I'll boss deal with that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. 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 It's still there. It was, yeah. I find it very, very hard. I've got to confess and yeah. been in business for quite a while with other things. And this, I love this business. This is yeah. without a doubt my favorite one, yeah. but I find it so difficult to, to stop thinking about it yeah. and stop 
you know, coming up with new ideas or remembering yeah. things. This yeah, morning, yeah. and for those listening, this is a Saturday, uh, I had a customer write, I don't know, probably early hours of the morning, saying, um, just received an email from your system telling me that the job's going to be printed on the 19th. Um, I need these at the end of next week. You know, we discussed this and so on. And I wrote back and said, look, the trigger for payment is, you know, the thing that starts the process. And then yeah. he, he didn't realize that, you know, his accounting department or whatever had only just paid it. And I was yeah. like, right, I need to burn those screens now. I need to find out where the stock, you know, yeah. it's a Saturday, man, you know, and the guys will get it sorted on Monday, but it just never seems to go and, away. Yeah, they're hassling you on the Saturday. I know yeah. Yeah, exactly what it, exactly what it, um, yeah, what, exactly what you mean. But you yeah. know, like I'll get an email, I'll get emails at 11 o'clock on, or, you know, 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. And unfortunately you pick up your phone and you go through and you that's the mistake oh, it's there and it's like oh <laughs> that's where we go wrong like that. it is yeah. but it's hard not but you kind of because you think were you thinking about it all the time yeah but yeah and then oh like i've got a few clients like i find cafe cafe owners are probably the worst as far as <laughs> and and i love them they get me wrong like <laughs> Like I've got, I've got some 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 nice friends who are clients who are cafe owners, but they'll put an order through, and then they'll they'll sit, they'll email me through an order, and then they'll call me two hours later and go, "Did you get that order? When's it going to be ready? When can and I have it?" And I'm just like, "Did you just have another coffee? <laughs> like, you're too busy in the cafe just drinking coffee all day." But yeah, they yeah. kind of. They're, they're the ones who I find are like, I just put an order through. When do you think it'll be ready? Have you ordered them yet? It's like, it's like, I haven't even looked at it yet. Just wait till you, wait till the invoice comes and then we'll go from there. So you take yeah. payment up front or do you? Yeah, actually, I was just thinking about that when you were talking about how your, your system sends, has, sends that out. Um, so I don't do, I don't do anything anymore until we've got payment. So everything's paid up front. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even, even sampling, I don't, I don't even, like, I don't even do it until we've had the samples paid for. So yeah. um, I've just, I've just found that over the years, cause I didn't, I didn't used to, I started doing seven days or 30 days or cash up, you know, CODs and people would turn up and pick stuff up and they're like, Oh, the events tonight. Yeah. We really need it. I'm like, yeah, cool. But you got to pay the invoice, and at that stage, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a, we didn't have Square to have an FPOS machine. It was costing you like a hundred dollars a month, and it wasn't mm. worth the banks were taking. So everything was um, transferred over or, or cash, and yeah, they come. People would, clients would come in, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, but the events tomorrow. We'll pay. We'll pay it. Don't worry. I will take them. We'll pay it tonight." And so often it'd be. Two weeks later, he'd be kind of calling them going, why, have, you know, why didn't you pay? Why? <laughs> it's like, you said you were going to pay that night. So now everything's just up front. It's, mm. um, yeah, it's mm. 100%, 100% up front. And it's kind of, that covers, that covers us for the stock. So it means we can order the stock straight away. We're not worrying about, um, yeah, cash flow. About that. Yeah, not worrying about cash flow. 
and um, it, the the only thing it means now is now we've kind of got this list of jobs that have all been paid for. And work. I know. You've got to do them. <laughs> done. Yeah. There's, there's no reward at the end of getting the job done now. It's like, oh, we finished that few. We can we can get paid. So it's already been paid, which is great. Which is so it just makes it so much run so much so much more smoothly to have that. What's your turnaround time? Like, what would you generally let a customer know? Uh, at the moment, we're running on about three to four weeks. So yeah, um, there was pro- like a few years ago we were running around ten days. But now, yeah, I'm so I'm telling customers three to four weeks now. Um, yep. Just gives us a little bit more space, and yep. kind of, and I, and I mean, we need that. We need it at the moment because we've just got a backlog of that. Because there's only me, and then um, Oscar who works here. He's in here three days a week, two or three days a week. So, yeah, it just um, that's we're struggling with three to four weeks a little bit at the moment so but we're catching but I think up. that's common right like yeah. you know every screen printer has to kind of cope with that I think that you know obviously if there's if something comes in and it's urgent um it's urgent I'm first of all I'll be like well, why, why didn't you think about it earlier but also I'll I'll, I'll get it done for them like I'll you know yeah yeah I'll, I'll, I'll and I think having that three to four week lead time gives you that flexibility to be able to move a client to the next week so you can get something which is needed by the end of yep. the Yeah. And if someone came in, you know, Monday, yep. and notwithstanding you've got a, a bit of a funky dryer at the moment, but under normal circumstances and said, you know, I need something tomorrow, yep. um, is that would you charge extra for that or would you just make it happen? happen depend, uh, depend i guess it, it really depends on what, what on what it is as well um i probably would charge i probably would charge extra but mm-hmm. at what percentage i don't know it's hard to say but a lot and a lot of it comes down to the attitude of the person and the, and the customer as well it's yeah. kind of, um, you know if whether or not i'm I'm happy to help them out, and, um, but yeah, I we could usually if if we had the stock here, we could probably we could turn around, and I'd probably put a little bit extra on it. Um, yeah, but not if it's screens we've already got and we've got the stock, I'd just charge it the normal price, and you know, yeah. And, yeah. So if it's a, a regular customer of yours, you yeah, you can pull the screens down and, and 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 make it happen. Make it yeah, straight away. Yeah. yeah. Would you guys, would you charge extra for, I guess that's yeah. where the director garment kind of thing comes in handy, doesn't it? I guess, yeah. No, look, we definitely, definitely charge extra. Mm-hmm. We, um, we actually charge 30% extra for an yeah. expedited order. Yeah, but okay. what we, and it's mostly to put people off, you know, it's a funny yeah. thing because sometimes people have a genuine deadline. You know, they've got an event and if it's not there by Friday, it's all over and that's different. But sometimes people just want a queue jump and and you're the one that ends up kind of getting abused in the relationship, you know. And so we throw that in front of them and and let them know that it's not an expedited delivery. It's an expedited print job because, you know, 
I mean, we might well end up putting it on an overnighter or something, depending on you're where not, it's going. Well, that's the thing. It's not like you're just pulling it off the shelf. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like we, you've got their garments ready to go. Yeah. It's not like, oh, yeah, yeah we, don't. we kept 50 spare just in case you wanted these. We're just pulling off the shelf and express them to you. It's like, no, there's a, there's a fair bit involved in getting that ready for you. So. Yeah. yeah, and so it's it's a deterrent, and it works most of the time, but it yeah. also helps us sort out those people that will wait. There's yeah. a lot of people go, oh no, I'll just wait. Don't worry, you know. Yeah. And we'll say, look, you know, what is your drop dead date? We'll we'll try and make it happen, um, which isn't always possible. Um, yeah. But if someone goes, that's fine, I'll pay it. We actually often shift on the price because. We know that they're actually desperate. They haven't got, you know, the, the last port call. Because, um, there, I mean, there is nothing worse than having that pressure from customers. I need I need to pick it up Thursday. I need to pick it up Thursday afternoon, Thursday afternoon, I need it Thursday afternoon. And then it's still sitting there. Like, it, it may not happen so much for you because you, got, because you guys are, are freighting a lot of stuff out, I'd imagine. But yeah. for us, we, we get a lot of pickups here. So oh, I need a Thursday afternoon. We've got to got to have it by Thursday. And then Friday afternoon, you call them, and it's like we're clo- we're about to close. And you know, we made sure we had it ready for you yesterday. Yeah. Oh, come in on Monday and get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you get that a lot, but you know that's at least the job's done. Then it's, it's ready. you've done. You don't have to worry about the job, but it, so it's, yeah. if it's bumped another customer out. In the queue, it's it's not great. But, yeah, it's like all those things, though, isn't it? The customers are often the worst part of any job, you know? Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. But, you know, we'd be be gone without them, I guess, wouldn't we? We Well, that's the thing. You know, they're a a necessary evil. I hope none of our customers are listening (laughs) to me saying that. (laughs) Yeah. But sometimes, I don't know, does this happen to you where – you got a customer, maybe they're one of those customers that's, you know, a new customer, let's say, and yeah. they're, they've sent in a quote and you've done your quote and they put in the order and they're on the phone, you know, when can I get these? Do you find that you can pick yeah. a bit of a bad customer sometimes? Uh, straight away, I can almost, pick, I can pick it from the, I can pick it from the first quote, from, when the, yeah. from the first request of quote, I think now. And there's a few times I've been wrong, but I can, pick it by the yeah i can pick it by the detail or what they're asking in their quote whether or not how what sort of a nightmare it's going to be or whether or not they just don't know i guess a lot sometimes they just don't know what they're asking they've been told what to ask by somebody yeah ask whether or not they can embroider them as well as print them and if they can if they are you know and it's like a a2 size back print so ask whether or not they'll embroider. It's like, it's kind of, you get those. You, you do get those questions. The other, the other, the other quotes that I kind of steer away from either, either like from answering at all, are the ones where they've cc'd everybody who's on. Like if you went to AS Color and there's screen, there's a list of, of screen printers. They've cc'd everyone on the list, and that comes up, and it, and it's and, it, and they always start with, "Hey team." How, can you give us a price on we're looking to do yeah. seven shirts in eight colors and, and yeah uh, yeah that one's not for us <laughs> yeah yeah 
we built a little i don't know if, if you have this but we have a little online form system yeah. for different garment types and yeah. people are always trying or often trying to you know bypass that through facebook or by emailing directly hey team or whatever yeah. and we just bounce them back we just say look this is the conduit you go through this channel it yep. gathers all the info we need, but until you do that, we can't. Yeah. And that sometimes filters out those time wasters. But yeah. then you get those quotes where someone's come on and it's a clothing brand, let's say, yeah. and they want to print on both sleeves, yeah. a nape of the neck, a base at the back, a flank print, you know, everything conceivable. And uh, you think, yeah, this isn't, this is going to take me ages to do a mock up. Yeah. And right now it's for 20 shirts and they're promising they're going to. Do a thousand, oh, and huge. And I just, I'm really quick with those people. Um, sometimes I don't quote. Sometimes I just write back and say, "Look, you you can't afford this. You know, think think again or, or go somewhere else." Yeah. yeah, it's funny how you do notice them. And I tell you, one we had one time, and it was a customer that did a bit of repeat business with us, like quite a bit. They had a clothing brand. I think they were restaurateurs as well. I yeah. think we did some you know, um, uniform stuff. And uh, they needed something super urgent. It was for some special event and it was a four or maybe five colored job. It was just a front print. And nine times out of 10, you know, if it's a big print, they want it as big as they can, right? Yeah. Can you make it bigger? Can you make it bigger? So we printed this big. They never asked for it big, but we printed it to scale. And they had demanded an absolute refund because the front print was too big. And I, I remember saying to the lady, you're about to, you know, get barred from us. You, you don't realize what, you know, it was just unbelievable. We're going to yeah. take you to the ombudsman. And I said, that's good, you know, and you should if you think this is, is really, you know, bad. But um, <laughs> we just block those customers now. You know, like if they come back, we have kind of sacked a few customers. Yeah. Which I found hard, but uh, well, it's hard, enough. and you, you don't want to. You don't want to do that either, because you kind of. I mean, you don't. You never want to really knock knock back work, but at the same time, the the headache, the headache that can come from that, far outweighs can sometimes far outweigh the, the benefits from it. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. And they they probably won't come back anyway. You know what I mean? No. Um, and sometimes I find we haven't had too many customers like that. And sometimes, you know, you might have a customer like that where you genuinely have stuffed up and that's great because you can go back and fix the issue and then you've got a different kind of relationship that yeah, develops. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's those ones that yeah. are trying to to push the envelope a little bit too far. We, had, get a, that. we have we had we had one not so long ago where that we printed the shirts and something we'd had to remix the ink. Uh, the color halfway through, we we ran out of ink. I think there was only, I think I thought we could get away with the amount of ink we had, and we got to the last ten shirts and had to mix some more. And the color was slightly different. It was minutely different, but it mixed with the color that we had in the screen. I made a mistake. I didn't pull everything out and then mix it all. Yeah, yeah. Put the new ink in with the old ink, and um. At the half, there was like two rounds left, I think. And that, that next round, the ink had a little bit of, it was a pink and it had a little bit of pink and orangey pink because it was like this peachy pink. 
and had a little bit of mix go through some of the shirts. So the print ended up this a little bit too toned. Yep, gotcha. So, and we didn't really notice it at the time because it was quite, it wasn't, like it wasn't, it wasn't standing out. Anyway, so the client had, the client got the shirts. They were happy. Um, but then they, she emailed me, I think a week later and said, oh, notice that some of the colours are a little bit different. And I just, I immediately said, like I immediately went, okay, that's probably because I've done that. And I said, oh, just let me know what sizes there are. Let me know what sizes there are and I'll just replace them. I'll just, and I ordered, and I'll order them straight away and just replace them for you. But bring back the ones which have gone bad and I'll swap them over. So she emailed me through this list of, I think it was about 25 shirts. Um, so I ordered them, reprinted them. I said, they're ready, just bring back the other ones. She came back with three shirts. <laughs> and, and I was kind of like, look, here's your shirts, but what happened to the other 22 shirts that you said were terrible? Yeah. Uh, like, where did, where did they go? Kind of, did you just want freebies to hand out or it's like kind of doesn't like I like I understand and I, straight away I went yep we'll replace them for you but just bring back the ones that bring back don't just bring back one and go yeah this is what happened to them all because it's mm. kind of yeah it's um it, it, yeah that doesn't happen often but you do get you do get those customers and whether or not they've genuinely gone oh they don't need this or I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever had anything like that? Kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. We get the ones we get are, and strangely enough, it does seem to be clothing brands. Yeah. Um, they're not quite happy, or maybe the placement's out a tiny bit on a couple of the shirts. But the the comment they give you is, "We can't sell these." Yeah. And and I think that's a fair comment, right? Yeah, like yeah, I get sure. it. They're trying to run a business. Yeah. Um, and you go, okay, at that point, I think, right, okay, you need to try and do something. So at that point, I asked for the garments back yeah. and, you know, say, look, we'll we'll take a look at them and uh, we'll we'll resolve it on the basis of what we see. And we had a customer and it was tanks. Got a feeling it was a tattoo artist, actually. Yeah. Can't recall. But it had a, on the front, it had a very narrow sort of sternum print it was you know it was only this long and it was really yeah. narrow and to be fair a couple of them were just slightly out um you know on that let's say a 5xl it wasn't quite in the center yeah, yeah. um but they gave us all of them back yeah. <laughs> and yeah. said they're all wrong and yeah. i said we'll redo the couple or three or whatever it was but the others are actually fine and you know they they don't understand. I mean, I guess it's like a lot of customers, they just don't understand what screen printing is. Uh, and somehow there's some, you know, DTG. Well, even with a DTG, you've still got a load of pattern. Yeah, you know. Position. Yeah. And so they don't get the whole thing of yeah. every T-shirt is going to be slightly different yeah, um, in terms of placement or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I find that frustrating. Um yeah. But we just push back and say, no, it's only these two. The others are fine. Um, but we do, you know, if we do have issues, we so we solve them as best we can. Well, that's but it. I did have one recently where a customer wanted a six-color print on the back. And I think it was a two-color on the front. And it was a light garment. It was a hoodie. 
but they yeah. wanted a small order and i was like look this is going to cost you you know and they weren't happy with the placement on the back um and i just had to say you know we, we really can't help you you know and in one yeah. case it was 10 mil out you know so but it's hard as well because those customers you want to help you want to help grow them and so on but well, that's it. Yeah. managing expectation in this business is quite difficult sometimes yeah. i think yeah yeah um, yeah i mean there's yeah there, like like you were saying like you were talking about before there is there is quotes where all i was like well and i hope customers don't <laughs> customers aren't listening to this but we will overquote it because because it's a it's a night you know like you like you're saying but then quite often i'd say they're going in other quotes and they probably still come back yeah oh, let's do it anyway and then we've got to do the job so you know yeah we, we've we, we've got one customer and she comes in with six t-shirts once every two years for this enormous mm. six color print on the front and two colors. Six t shirts. Six t shirts. So and Whoa. I'll say look our minimums we need to do a minimum for this for this sort of print, we need to do a minimum of twenty four. We need to at least get three rounds on that machine to make yeah. it worthwhile. Otherwise these shirts are going to cost you $145 each. Yeah. That's okay. I'll pay $145 a shirt. So it's like I mean wow. you, know, you kind of you you what do you do? Then yeah. you go and you do the job, but I guess it's kind of some. It's a bit frustrating, but, though. But it is frustrating. It's like, come on, like the, the they're going to cost you, they're going to cost you maybe twenty eight bucks a shirt if you do twenty four of them for something like that, or you can pay one hundred and forty dollars a shirt for six of them. Like, it's, do the math. It's yeah. Like, it's just not, but I mean, it's to load up, you know, that's, that's not it. even a full carousel. No. Do you know what I mean? And, I know. you know, so, you've gone through the artwork, you've gone through the screens, the taping up, the inks and, you know, work. registering. There's a lot of work in that. And it's done in 40 it's, seconds. You it's know. done in 40 seconds. So, and then you got to flip it around and do the other side of it. And it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's where the, that director garment kind of would come in handy kind of go yeah see how it goes see. yeah kind of... or, go, or go to go to the transfer i can see your heat press right there yeah. i think that's the super color transfer is is the answer yeah oh, there was that. another these these guys that came came across that i came across the other day that's not big these guys if you can see that create dtf direct yeah. to film yep yeah, I don't know if you've done any done anything with those guys, but um, no, I was no. on their website and they kind of I've, they, I've had a few sample transfers and they seem to have turned out quite well. I mean, for transfers, I, like I, transfers are the last thing that I I'll put them on hats, but I rarely put them on a garment. But um, they they turned out really well, and I think they do. I think it's something like you can fill. You can fill a meter's worth of film at 50 centimeters wide. Um, you can fill a meter's worth of film with whatever you want. Yeah, right. Same That's as, cool. So, you, know, you can stack them. You could stack. You could stack 70 of them 
on a meter's worth of film or however many you can stack. And it's something like twenty eight dollars a meter. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's really good. Um, <laughs> it's, and I, know, I was kind of looking at it going, that can't be right. Like, um, how, yeah. how do they make money out of that? It's just going to put us out of business. Yeah. It doesn't, they, ma- it doesn't matter if it's a, if it's a, like, a, let's see what else is in the pack they sent. I don't know. I don't know if this is the kind of thing we should be talking about. But, you know, like, these kinds of yeah, yeah. You know, it's, and there's, your colors don't matter. Uh, and there's, there's, I mean, it's, th- it's coming out of a printer, so it's kind of it is what it is. But for some, I'm talking. I've got some here. This is super color. I'm talking about yeah, this yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That looks like a photo, but it's actually um, a photo that's been high res vectored. Yeah, I don't right. know. You probably can't quite see that. It looks just like a photo. Yeah, it does. I got these as, as samples done. This yeah, was with yeah. Supercolor in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, a mate in WA put me onto them because he was saying, oh, we get them out of New Zealand. And I'm like, gee, how long does that take to get to WA? Yeah. He said, oh, not long. So I was onto them and they ran off these as, as samples for one of our customers. And um, they were here in two days. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that, that mattered to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they absolutely. weren't as cost-effective perhaps as you were describing there was that other company a sydney-based company pretty sure they are yeah um, Auburn. so yeah they're in sydney yeah 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 yeah, yeah right yeah create dtf okay you basically upload your artwork to their um template online and send it in and it's with you like Within Sydney, it'll be with you the next day. Probably for you guys, it'll take another day, I guess. It's kind of, yeah. 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 So um, you use Inkspot, uh, sorry, uh, Leapfrog Inkspot for your consumables yeah. and uh, Leapfrog machinery for your machinery. Yeah, Do you have any other common vendors well, that you use? Really? I mean, I think, well, besides the... Um, Look, I could probably uh, everything that comes through here probably comes down between Leapfrog Inkspot, um, Leapfrog Machinery, um, AS Color. <laughs> yeah. kind of, that's that are the three predominant things that we get supplies from. Yeah, I find that I can get everything I need from Shane. At, yeah. At Inkspot, yeah. yeah at, at Leapfrog. Yeah, no. um, he, yeah. Shane's also really good for advice. He's always yeah, willing he to, to help. Yeah. yeah. yeah really I think the fact that he was, a, he was a printer himself. Yeah. And yeah. And then he, Jeff's no longer with, there with him, but Jeff was a printer and who used to make all the screens there. So he was, he's a, a bit of a bank of knowledge as well. So it's, um, yeah, between those guys, you could always kind of work out what was going on, if something mm. was going wrong. Or what was the best solution or the best thing to use? So, yeah, I'd, I'd go down there and kind of spend, you know, spend an hour there talking with them about what what I've used. Or Shane would quite often give me stuff to to sample with and try out for him. And, um, so yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's good, good. It's good yeah. Yeah. So how long, how long would it take? Does it take for you to get supplies up to Armadale? 
Oh, it's next day. Yeah, it's next day. We just FedEx them up. Um, the guys in the depot, we can go down there at 7 a.m. if we need to, but they'll deliver in. Um, yeah, so that's next day. AS color two to three, yeah. probably more three to be fair. Yeah. We sometimes buy Gildan stock for, you know, a church where kids are buying their own garments and they, they don't want an AS color or something yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also have JB's wear. Yeah. We take a bit longer. Gildan stock would be here. They used to be next day. It's sort of changed yeah, since COVID. Kind of, they've gotten a bit longer. We do a little bit of Gildan stuff. We're doing a bit of the it's, see price point. I can't justify um, using Gildan over AS Color for the feeding and price point. So yeah, yeah. What what percentage of what you do would be from AS Color? Do you think? I'm going to say ninety five percent. Yeah, I'd like to open up to JB's wear a little bit more in the workwear market, particularly. Yeah. It's not normally something we do, but it's started to kind of trickle in and people have started asking. Yeah. But a bit like you, because we're doing a lot of clothing brands and, you know, merch that's for sale in one way or another, AS Color just, you know, give just, us the best thing. And yeah, um, just the best product, I think, for, and, for, that, for really, that kind of market. And a really good print. You can lay down a really nice print yeah. on their garments. And yeah, yeah. I can't tell you why. I'm sure yeah. someone. Well, the cotton's well, the cotton's been kind. So compared to a, I mean, a carded, it's a like the Gildan, your classic Gildans, and carded cotton. So it's it's unbrushed basically. Whereas your um, AS color cottons are combed cottons. So they're okay. That's interesting. Just going to take the, the. It's like it's like. It's like if you think about painting on a recycled paper, rough paper, as opposed to a smooth paper. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. You get next to no fibrillation no. with their garments. Um, yeah, sometimes yeah. run a... Oh, the, only, the, only th the only thing which I find... Well, I mean, and this, this is with all fleece, I guess. We... we um, we roll everything before we print it now. So with a lint roller, okay. um, with all the with all the all the fleece basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't know if you guys do. I don't, see, I don't know on an auto where you do that though either. We use a roller. We, yeah. So we use a so, roller. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have to. It's kind of. Yeah. It's not so bad on the ace color because it got high percentage of cotton, but. Yeah. Um. And, and I guess they, um, Gildan are getting that way as well, but they're generally okay. And we usually roll them after the underbase, so the underbase flash, and then a roller go over it. Um, yeah, and that okay. seems to to keep it together. Yeah, um, right. yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I really like AS Color. I think their products are just minted yeah. and it's clear. You know, I've been listening to some of the podcasts in the US and also in the UK, and people seem to be quite skeptical about this company called as color but right. now everyone in the us and the uk are using them i mean it you yeah. know i know there's all the yeah. kind of niche ones you mentioned stanley stella yeah. earlier on and bella canvas and those kind of guys which which is which is like they do some of their products are great but 
you're waiting seven days for the shipment to arrive because most of it's coming from Turkey or from somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Um, and the pro the prices that that just can't compete for what the, what the end product is. It's yeah. Like, you know, for, for AS Color, for, you can order an organic shirt through AS Color for half the price of what. Yeah. And that's not including the freight, so it's kind of yeah. It's a, it's a no-brainer, really, isn't it? Yeah. I think AS Color have positioned themselves very well, yeah, and so. are growing. You know, that's I remember when they were a small when I used to go there when they were just a small factory in Marrickville, and they right. there was like six of them working in there. <laughs> wow, is that yeah. right? That's incredible. Yeah. It was still when, when I was going into the city quite a bit, and going to the dye houses in Marrickville and our makers, and I'd drop into AS Color and have a chat with them and see what they were doing, kind of. Yeah, because they used to do um, a prepared for garment dye tea. So there'd be some jobs where I'd go and pick that up, and then get a, then I'd go and get a colour made from or get a, a dyed around the corner um, in Sydney to to a colour, and they'd made the tea because when you're doing prepared for garment dye teas, the cut's different to what your normal t-shirt would be because you've got to allow for about 15 percent shrinkage lengthwise yeah. about eight percent shrinkage coming widthwise and also your stitching has got to be on a cotton wound polyester otherwise you end up if you're dying a black shirt you end up with white stitching around the collars oh okay got it so, yeah. so you've got to use a different thread for for making those for making any any garments that are going to be prepared for garment dye so as color used to do them which was really handy for me if I needed to get stuff out quick without having to make. So yeah, that was back in the early days, but they don't, they don't do them anymore. Unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. They, they, I don't think there's di enough die houses around for them to, to kind of, um, to make it worth do that. To do yeah. It. yeah. So um, let's talk about tips and traps if we can. And sure. also advice for people starting out. Do you have any tips and traps around how you process things or how you print that you might want to share? Um, gosh, it's hard to, without standing in a machine and being asked the question while it like it goes through the process <laughs> of doing it. Um, sponge on the back of your screen. Yep, is um, can be a lifesaver. Sometimes I did. Um, I don't like you guys would get you guys get that snap straight away with an auto machine where you know where you set your you set your height and it'll bounce back. Sometimes with with this machine, if say if we've got quite a large space to print, and if you're right on the you want you've got to have that gap. This I mean this is for people who are just starting out. You've got to have that. You've got to have that snap snap back after you print it. Otherwise your shirt's gonna lift with the screen. And if you've got another color to put on then you can basically throw that away. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if if you're hand printing just a little bit of sponge to lift so the image goes bang straight back up. Where where'd you put the sponge? Sorry, just so I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you what I mean.
this screen has been stacked in. But you can see, so that's the back of the screen. You can yep. see these, these okay. there's two bits of sponge there. Yep. Two bits of sponge there. Okay. So it means when I run that squeegee through, I don't have to wait for this because the machine's got its own snap springs on it, but I don't straight away that spring goes bang straight back up. Gotcha. So there's no, it doesn't stick to the shirt at all. Got it. The only thing that you've got to, if you're doing that, is to, you've got to put it on, once you've finished setting up, you've got to put it on all your screens. Got to do what was that? Got to put it on every screen. Otherwise, oh, your radio is going to go out. Your radio is so. going to go out. Yeah, got it. Okay, that's a really cool one. I've never heard of that. That's yeah. and that's you've got um, rear clamps on your press side what clamps. Side clamps. Okay. Yeah, side clamps on the press. Yeah. That's a really yeah. cool idea. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just gives that that extra straight away up kind of thing, so you're not sticking to the back of the screen. Neat. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if someone came into your print shop tomorrow or on Monday, yeah. and said they were thinking about starting up in screen printing. Mm. What would your your advice be? Um, get paid up front. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get paid up front. Um, and that would probably be my biggest my biggest advice. And I and, and I learned that the hard way from the from the label, like from Artsu. We did some big orders at, in our first couple of seasons, and got it got pretty excited by. Um, some big orders from some chain stores and then wow. kind of when I think we were supplying um, a chain store in Melbourne that had seven stores in throughout like seven boutiques or not boutiques that were quite large so like a like a you know mall style store so they'd put an order in our first order with them was $30,000 for t-shirts mm -hmm. um, and we got excited, like I got excited and went, excuse me, um, this is great. But um, then went, we delivered, and then about a month later, the, all the stores went into receivership. <gasps> so we lost the lot. <laughs> wow. And we, the didn't stock. Even, we didn't get a cent back to the dollar. Yeah, oh. And the stock, just the stock gets taken. So, yeah, yeah right. Other liquid, other liquidator. Or, Gosh. So get paid up front. Don't yeah. order. Don't don't like. And if and if people want, if people want what, whether or not you're running a label or or you're printing for someone, um, if people want the work done, they'll pay the money to have it done. If and if they don't, then they probably haven't got the money to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, that's as, as simple as that. Mm. Um, don't. Over promise what you can do, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone comes in with it. Cause I the the young guy that works for me tends to do tends to do this a little bit. If he's got if he knows people who want something printed, he tends to go, Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Gets excited. We can do yeah, I can do that, we can do that. Or if he's quoting, Yeah, we can do that. And then I'll go over his quote before he sends it out and I'll be like you really want to do this? Do we really want to do this job? So I'll be, um, yeah, I'd say kind of don't um, know your limitations and kind of build on them. Yeah. Yeah. But what you can produce and what you can do. Otherwise, especially if you're taking a payment up front, you'll, you'll end up in strife. 
if you yeah. can't actually produce what you said you can produce. So yeah, I think that's yeah. very sound business advice. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but no, it's difficult because you don't want to underpromise. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know. Promise, you know, but you it's don't yeah, it's a tough line, but you've got to know that you can, so like, and, and this is from a perspective of somebody starting out. It's like, know that you can do it before you agree to do it, I think. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. Yeah. All right, well, Nick, mate, it's just been great to just tune yeah, in. absolutely. And to yeah, learn been... so much from you. Thank you very much for your oh, time. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, I yeah. look forward to it. Coming up to Armadale and dropping in. Please do. Yeah. 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 Come and come and check us out and yeah, for sure. grab a bit of food or, or get a beer or something. It'd be, yeah, be lovely to good. have you here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, cool. I'll, I'll ask you to stay on the line because I just want to see if I can help you with that, uh, that, that drive. tunnel drive. But yeah. uh, for now, thank you very much. I really appreciate having you. Thank you. Thanks for having us.